Hello, my lovely ones, and welcome to Mumming with Magli, the podcast for any mum who has absolutely no idea what the fuck she's doing. I'm Magli, your host, and I can confirm I have no idea what I'm doing. Join me every week as I try and tackle this parenting business, the ups and downs, and the many trials and tribulations. Other moms will also join us and share their story. Let's open up the conversation around the hardships of motherhood and all the pressure that comes with it. Hopefully, it'll make us all feel less alone in feeling lost and completely winging it. I know I am. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Hi. Hey, this is the last time ever. Yeah. For this session, not yeah, forever, yeah, 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 ever, ever. Yeah. We are never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> Hi, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. Magli here and Sarah Swanson. <laughs> we have been at this for the last hour or something. We've been having major technical issues, and I don't know what's been happening. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. My stress levels and my frustration levels are very high. If this does not prove her dedication and mine to support my sister, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's just so annoying when things don't work. But I don't want to jinx it. I feel like things are going our way right now. I probably shouldn't have said anything. Let's pretend I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, the summer holidays are over. And Owen is back at school in high school. Today is his 12th birthday. Happy birthday, Owen. Like, it's crazy. How is he 12? I don't know. Do you think back of your birth? Because I feel like Isla's birthday is next week. And George and I recorded a birth story, which the listeners will have heard last week. Because on her birthday, I really think of my birth. Like, And maybe that'll stop with time. But obviously, it's only been two years. It's still something that's quite present how do you feel about it yeah I I tend not to much I think also as they grow up birthday actually becomes more about the kid yeah obviously right now Ayla you know when they're babies and toddlers how much are they actually going to remember at the birthday how much you make it into a big deal and so on and so forth it's still when you do birthday celebration it still ends up being more about the parents than it does the child and and so then it makes sense for you to be thinking about your birth story I think you're right that over time, you tend not to think about it as much. And I particularly don't think about it much anyways, just because it's quite chaotic. But yeah. Yeah. So summer holidays, Owen is back in school. He's been in school for two weeks now. Two weeks on the dot. Tell me. So it's it's really weird because he's in high school. So the past two, three weeks, it's been, it's just been manic trying to get uniforms out, trying to get settled in. Also, he started on Monday and up until that Sunday evening, we weren't in the country. Yeah. So we had to sort out everything beforehand. Of course, I forgot things. So I was manically Amazon priming things to the house, hoping that they would work out to be the right thing. What were you ordering last minute? I don't know. Like they needed a set of 12 colored pencils, but specifically a set of 12, not 16, not eight, a set of 12. Why? Um, they need 12 coloring pencils. There are no more colors than 12 Megley when it comes to secondary school. <laughs> I don't know. You ask the teachers. And yeah. And so like we have colored pencils and then Shruti, I ordered it. She found it because she was still home when I had it ordered. And she goes, Sarah, you know, we have these colored pencils. I'm like, yeah, but he needed a box of 12. She goes, I found two boxes of 12 in our craft box. I'm like, okay, I didn't know. I panicked. Yeah, I do that all the time, to be fair. I just, if I'm honest, sometimes I can't be bothered to look and search for it. So I just think, fuck it. I'm just buying it again. <laughs> um, I forgot school shoes. 
his school shoes still fit him, but in high school, they're not allowed to look at all any type of like trainer. They can't have more than one Velcro strap. This school's quite strict. They're very yeah. much like on point. Yeah, um, I was just going to say that it sounds really strict. In a box. You fit the box. You have to get into the box. And to the point where we arrived and it's a heat wave, they have to wear trousers. They're not allowed to wear shorts to school. Really? Yeah. Part of the dress code, the uniform, no shorts allowed. Oh my And they God. must wear, um, he has a blazer, he must wear the blazer. In class, they can ask permission to take off the blazer, but between classes, they must wear the blazer. When it's so hot, that's, such uncom- that's so uncomfortable. But correct me if I'm wrong, Owen chose this school. Yeah, he did. And I'm not going to lie, every minute of like when they're in, you know, trying to instill these hard rules and regulations, part of me is like, I want to fight back and I want to. And then I'm like, I can't. Owen chose this. But how is Owen feeling about it now? How is he feeling in terms of having to obey, so to speak, these quite strict rules? He's still really liking the school. I mean, okay, it's two weeks in. How much does he like it now versus how much is he going to like it in two months? I don't know. But for now, he's really liking it. Um, the teachers are somewhat nice. Um, somewhat not they, nice. Somewhat nice. No, like... <laughs> I say that because I assume they are. There's one teacher in particular he's not the biggest fan of just mm-hmm. yet and may never become a fan of. Um, but also what's been really cool is the school awards house points to kids. Um, so the whole school is divided into eight teams, I want to say. And this goes across the year groups. So there's a variety of kids. It's not just like year seven are this group. And for good behavior, good acts of kindness and so on and so forth they get awarded house points. And for each class, the teacher needs to award a star student, a great student, and a good student Okay. in the class. And there are five classes per day. And so luckily enough, Owen gets chosen as one of those three almost every day. It's sometimes multiple times a day just for good participation, good listening, whatever else. That's and amazing. For, it's really amazing. And we just had parents evening yesterday and I met his tutor and she, he goes, oh, yes, I know. Owen Owen's great. You must be, you know, really proud of all the house points he's getting and everything. And I'm like, honestly, I'm not sure. Like I thought at one point it may just be, you know, a way to initiate all the year sevens that they're giving all these house points to all the kids this way in order to like promote good behavior from the beginning and kind of start in on a good basis. He's like, no, just Owen is just great. Wow. And he goes, this is purely based on their behavior. And I was like, oh, okay. That's so good. So the first couple of weeks are a win. Are a win, except for the morning madness, which is trying to instill in Owen to prepare his backpack mm. the night before so that we're not running around crazy in the house like headless chickens trying to pack things. The worst part is I'm not a morning person. Mm. I'm a let me pack everything the night before so that I can wake up two minutes before the time I need to leave. Just <laughs> enough time to put my clothes on and get out the door. I literally leave no time for anyone else. I Like, that's it. I, I don't have the headspace <laughs> to be a mother or a partner in the morning. <laughs> the priority is Sarah and Sarah only. Amen. <laughs> But that doesn't work in my household because I have Owen who is not like that and, you know, needs support in the morning. And because I'm not a good morning person, unfortunately, bless her, <laughs> it falls all down to Shruti to manage. Yeah. To be fair, I struggle in the mornings as well. And since becoming a mum, this is what I miss the most 
from like my before Isla life is my morning, my morning routine where I can just wake up and I can do whatever the fuck I want. I don't have to care for anyone else. I don't have to be met with whining and, you know, desires and oh, I want this and that. Oh my God. It's such, sometimes it can be a really demoralizing way to start your day when the first thing you hear is whining or crying or like stomping or tantrums you know yeah and I think also part of it is my brain just doesn't wake up that quickly and I'm a night owl so I go to sleep not late late but midnight ish that is late in my opinion okay 11 I mean yeah it depends because sometimes Shruti will be like Sarah we should go to bed I'm like all right babe let's go and then she's the tired one and I'm the one that falls asleep before she does because once I'm in bed I'm in bed I sleep like I fall asleep like that George is exactly the same I tend to be the one to say let's go upstairs but I like to read my book so I we go upstairs I read my book and he just falls asleep yeah Shruti's the same she needs a wind down session yeah well I'm like okay bedtime Let's go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lovely sound for the listeners. <laughs> so in the morning, because then I want to maximize as much sleep time as possible, I wake up at the very last minute. So then my brain just needs time to like wake up and process. So I'm actually not effective. It's about 10, 10, 30, mm. <laughs> sometimes 11. Don't tell my boss. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, sometimes he wants to meet with me first thing at nine, th- nine or 9.30 and I'm like, Ooh. yeah, I, I will make that happen. <laughs> Down to espressos. <laughs> Let's get this baby into gear. Let's get this baby into gear. <laughs> what gear are you putting this baby in? First, second, okay, I think I'm ready for third. One more shot of espresso. Fifth gear, sister. And then I guess you're into turbo. <laughs> Sport mode. We're called Swift for a reason. Oh, yes, we are. I like the morning. I actually, I'm ready to go in the morning. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like if there's something really exciting to do, I'm up for it. But otherwise, if it's just mundane life shit, leave me alone. Like, let me just to wake up naturally, peacefully at 1030 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Mom told me a story of Owen. I think it was his first, maybe a second day of school or something where the locker situation are you happy to share that with us? Yeah. So it's third third day of school. It's Wednesday. I can tell you specifically. It's Wednesday. And uh, Owen, after school on Wednesdays at an external place, has badminton. So it was already just a struggle to get him to school because he had his PE back, his badminton back, his backpack, water bottle, blah, 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 blah. Badminton rackets for external badminton and everything else. And it was the first time we were organizing for his childminder to pick him up after high school to take him to badminton and everything else so logistically it's already a busy day Owen now has a locker as part of high school and that means that he can drop off his bags and everything else because the year sevens are the only year in the school to have lockers they encourage actually to minimize people from going to the lockers as much as possible so you should carry in your backpack most of your items for all classes during the day if you can Owen had PE uh, before lunch or so on and then uh, went back to his locker drop off the pee bag and grab his books for a class but in the mad rush of being late trying to find his class he forgot two or three items 
got into class, the teacher noticed he didn't have his items, sends him back to his locker, at which point he gets to his locker and realizes he forgot the code to open his locker. Aww. Not to worry, Mama had it covered. I had written on a post-it note the combination for his locker so that he would have it with him so he didn't have to memorize. The problem was the locker combination was then in his backpack inside the locker. <laughs> That is just, I can picture him 12 years old. From 12 to 14, it's just, it's such an awkward age as like a human, a boy or a girl. You know, you're you're a teenager just at his age and you just, you don't want to do anything wrong. You want to do it right. And I can, oh my gosh, bless his heart. I can only imagine the anxiety. But then he figured it out. He, he went into solution mode. He went to the school reception in order to for them to give him his locker combination but when he arrives at reception the lady goes why are you not in class and then so then he has to explain everything that just happened and then she goes but you really shouldn't go into your locker in between classes and he goes okay i'm really sorry gets a locker combination goes to his locker gets everything but then from the confrontation with the lady in reception from forgetting everything he then he's just a bit anxious and everything that then he only gets one or two items out of the three or four he needed and um, goes back to class doesn't have all the items he needs and he goes it's okay I don't have it all I don't care anymore I'm here I'm staying in class oh bless him he's such a sensitive kid as well if there's someone that you want things to go smoothly for it's Owen mm. And then, bless him, that evening, I had a work dinner, so I wasn't even home till very late. So he calls me, because he's staying with my mother-in-law after badminton to have dinner until I pick him up. And he calls me just before dinner, uh, before I have dinner with my team, to kind of tell me all about this. And I'm trying to be sympathetic, but at the same time, clock-watching, because I have exactly six minutes before I'm meant to have dinner with 20 yeah. people from work and he's like half trying to tell me everything and I can hear he's starting to well up but I have to somehow carefully close him to make sure he doesn't start crying because if he starts crying I'm there for another 25 minutes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm generally like oh buddy it's okay you know everybody has a bad day you'll have a better day tomorrow you learn with everything blah 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 like chatting absolute shit um just trying to make sure he kind of holds it in together which I feel really bad because I feel in those moments sometimes you need to kind of have a release of these things and I wish I could have been there to help him release that it just wasn't the moment unfortunately for him it's so difficult it's so hard I mean on a much smaller scale I can relate I'm very patient with Isla in terms of when we go out for a walk or when we're just walking Magnus or walking to the car to go somewhere but I can't remember when it was the other day oh it was on Wednesday I was taking Isla to childminding 15 minutes early because I wanted to go swimming before I went to teach my class and already we drop her off at eight o'clock which is quite early so then I needed to drop her off at 7 45 which means it doesn't take us 15 minutes but by the time we get out the door put the shoes on walk to the car I get her in the car blah blah I need to leave at half seven we didn't wake up till seven we were running so late I hadn't made lunch blah 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 it was a little bit manic and stressful and then it's on that day that she decides that she wants to walk so slowly some days she wants me to carry her and if anything I almost prefer that because then we get to the car quicker but on this day she just wanted to walk 
And I feel bad because she's like pointing at things going, car, dog, you know, and it's so cute. And I'm there like, fucking hurry up. <laughs> I don't care what you're doing. Like, of course I do care. I love you so much. I think it's so good that you're taking your time and I don't want to rush you. I don't want to be a dick, but oh, just, just stop talking. Stop talking and walk. Get your ass in gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get into gear. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, tough. Yeah, but um, he went through it. He got through it. Um, he's now memorized his locker combination. Um, so fantastic. Can you step? And yeah, and he's lucky enough. He's got a few friends from his primary school with him. So that transition is much easier than if you were going into a room full of new people that you had no idea who they were, you know? He's he's settling in. He seems to be enjoying it, and he's now signed up to choir and school badminton clubs. So now he he may be doing badminton, you know, twice a week uh, with different people. So no, it's good. How do you feel in terms of him being in high school and being in this quite strict school? It's really weird because. I'm obviously not one for rules. I agree. But at the same time, I also think, I mean, rightly or wrongly, this is just my opinion. There's no right or wrong. Um, you do have some strict rules with Owen for certain yeah. things. And I think that that's uh, where I struggle with. Because when I sit in those parents' evenings with the school and everything, and they tell us all about these rules, I see myself as one of the children and being like, oh, that would be terrible. And I just want to fight back against that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I th- and I wonder sometimes how much of that is because I'm such a young mom that, I don't know, I I connect with them maybe a bit easier or I don't mm-hmm. know, or I, like I still see myself sometimes as the child, um, which is a whole other thing I should really be talking to my shrink about, not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That is so funny. Amen. I feel you. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just, I don't know. When it comes to especially institutions and telling, you know, how they should do things and everything else, it's not something I quite struggle with. I guess when it's me and Owen, I don't see it necessarily as external like enforcement it's what I think is better for the child which I guess is what the school is doing anyways I don't know it's not rational I just there's moments where I want to fight against the school and I don't necessarily agree with it can you give us a for instance yes the girls have to wear skirts they can't wear trousers Mm. and if they wear skirts they must wear white socks but if boys wear trousers they must wear black socks Mm. yeah also, boys aren't allowed to have long hair. They must be cut short. Like, I feel they, they very much are kind of stripping back uh, a lot of creativity or individualism um, from the from the pupils and I guess that is great because it limits distractions from the classroom and then it focuses everybody to to focus on the knowledge that they are trying to gain from the education system however do I think I also think that it's stripping away pieces of people's personalities and even individualism which I think is so important for a diverse community yeah in a diverse world um so you know there are little things like that i think that's a huge thing and owen's happy with that i guess i don't know he's not at an age where he maybe understands it or what do you think yeah i don't think i don't think 
I don't think he necessarily sees it in that sense. He sees it as it's the uniform. This is a school. All school have the uniform. I'm just following the uniform. Mm. Um, and it's quite interesting because Owen. So we spent three weeks in our mom's house before before school starting, and Owen put nail polish on his nails. Is something he likes to do for nice occasions and stuff like that. He was getting stressed on Sunday when we were leaving he still had nail polish on because he knows it's against the school rules sorry just to confirm for boys and girls yeah well i mean it only says for girls i assume it's for boys too there's yeah. no mention okay. about nail polish for boys in the house. oh my gosh if you want to fight back that's what you need to do let owen go into school with nail varnish <laughs> and then say there's nothing in the rules that says boys can't do it mm-hmm <laughs> But Owen, obviously, as you see, as you know, he's, as you said, a sensitive boy. So uh, fighting the system gene hasn't quite arrived into his body yet. I will slowly build upon that um, because I think it's important. But yeah, so he was getting quite anxious about having nail polish on his nails. So we spent Mm. the last 20 minutes of being in France with our family, taking off nail varnish before heading to the airport so that he would then not have to stress about. Mm. Have you told him how you feel on the rules? Like, or do you think, how do you think that would be if you told him that actually you disagree with the rules of the school? Or how strongly Uh, do you feel about it to have a conversation with him? I'm just curious. I don't, um, he chose it. And it's a great school from an academic point of view. They had really high achieving marks, really good Ofsted uh, rating and everything else. So it's a great school. So any normal parent, I feel, (laughs) would probably be like over the moon that they got into the school because there's a massive waiting list Mm -hmm. to get into the school. And Owen wanted to be part of it. So, you know, I decided that he has the right to want the school and and I didn't want to overthrow that decision um or negate his opinion in any way shape or form that he wouldn't be able to achieve it at that school because I don't think that's true however do I think there would be a good purpose to share my opinion about why I disagree with the way the school is run I don't think there is right now fair enough um and I think the school runs really well, and that may be because of these strict guidelines and so on mm-hmm. and so forth. Um, so as much as I think it's great that it's a high achieving, should I be the one to complain how they are achieving that high achievement? It's, it's, it's kind of a gray area, right? And I do think it's important. I'm kind of stuck in between, right? Because Owen chose the school, the school set the way they want. And I, as the parents, have to somewhat be on the school side, you know, to to show that, you know, as adults and establishment work together. But at the same time, I don't want to completely disregard my child, which I would never, if I think something really wrong was happening with the school, I would obviously interfere. But it, it's a hard middle ground to be in between the two, inst- you know, Owen and the school. Oh, but also, you're not in the middle because actually Owen wanted the school. So if anything, you're right. Why put a negative thought in his mind about something that he feels really positive about, even though you may have some reservations? Exactly. Um, And I think, to be fair to us, the lack of diversity or whatever else, um, or uniqueness, there's a lot of that in our our own social circles and our own family and everything else. So I don't think it's completely lost upon Owen. It's just he's just experiencing a bit less of it in school. school. Yeah, yeah. How has your return to work been? Well, having Owen go to high school means that he's walking 
to school every morning on his own. So he's at the door by eight o'clock, which is great um, on his own. And I don't have to do anything other than run around. And because I live so close to the office, that means I don't need to leave the house until quarter to nine, which means I have 45 minutes. That's amazing. To do whatever the hell I want. What do you do in those 45 minutes? I have yet to figure out the natural routine so far. It's going back to bed and laying there. <laughs> going back to first gear. <laughs> I go into reverse. Eight o'clock hits. Owen goes, I reverse. Sometimes I spend the, you know, that half an hour with Shruti because Shruti doesn't leave till 8.30-ish, sometimes later, depending on which locations he works at that day. Um, but yeah, I just, I chill. I slowly get ready. I figure out what I want to wear because I never know what I want to wear. Um, or I lay in bed and then panic at 22, 9, because I still haven't figured out what I want to wear. <laughs> and then just grab whatever f- clothes were on the floor next to my bed. Yeah, that story of my life. I actually, I always leave myself a lot of time, but because I have so much time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't need to rush. I have all this time in front of me. And I do that so much that actually in the end, I'm like, the time has gone so quickly and I still end up being late. Yeah, that's me all the time. Yeah. Um. On Tuesday this week, well, and then the first week while Owen went back to school, I had a conference that I was hosting. So that was really manic, which is why I had the business dinner. And then this week, talking about technology, um, I went into London for an appointment on oh Tuesday. Oh my God. Yes. Sorry to interrupt with my exclamation. Yes. Go. I went into London for an appointment on Tuesday. Um, arrive at the train station. I think I'm being super efficient. Booked my train ticket on my phone. I have it on my app. I've booked the you know train station parking with my phone. Everything all organized. I arrive there. I'm 30 minutes early for the train. Um, so I'm gonna catch an earlier train, which is fantastic. The train arrives. The door is right in front of me, so it's like perfect moment. I press <laughs> the button for the dose to open, and just at that point, my phone slips out of my hand and falls right in between the crack oh. of the train and the platform. <laughs> Mind the gap, Sarah. Mind the gap. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to open the door, Magley. How do I mind the gap? Open the door and get on the train. Oh, with your other hand. I shout, oh, merde, oh, merde, oh, merde. <laughs> and it just continuously gets louder and louder in the train station. And I, I'm flailing. My hands are waving up and down. Like, what do I do? Ah, the what the train then do? leaves. The train leaves. My phone is still there. Can you see it? I can see it. It's literally just, just there. I could literally jump down, grab it, and come back up. Why didn't you? Because there are laws against this. Yeah, give a shit. It's not going to kill you. Anyways, I I decide I'm going to do the proper thing um, and go and <laughs> see. Speak, you're following the rules <laughs> and speak to the platform person. Platform person says, "Yeah, I'll try and get the grabber." But I need to speak to the signaling people to make sure not a train is going to come and blah, blah, blah. Anyways, <laughs> 15 minutes go by. Another train, the second train I could go on to get into London goes past. And then I just see the time clocking by. Now, I have to be on the 12.30 train. Otherwise, I'm late for my appointment. Then everything, my entire day is ruined. I have exactly 18 minutes between then and that. So I tell the guy and the guy goes, yeah, yeah, they've they've stopped the signals. I have one minute to pick it up with the grabber. So he tries to (laughs) grab it, but can't grab it and ends up pushing it actually under the metal rail of the track. Oh, my God. Which then means he is no 
longer official enough to be able to grab the phone. They need a specialist team to go onto the track and pick it up. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Why can't he go on? Safety reasons. God knows. I don't know, Magley. Like, yeah. go, 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 go ask them. Actually, I'll go <laughs> ask them. Because guess what? This was Tuesday, Friday now afternoon. I still don't have my freaking phone. They said to me afterwards, I said, okay, I need to be on this 1230 train. When is this going to happen? They're like, oh, we're going to get the specialist team in this afternoon. They'll come and grab it. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, I'm coming back this afternoon. I'll stop by. I'll grab it then. And then I asked him, can I just borrow your phone so I can look on the Google Maps in London to know where the hell I'm going? Because I have it all <laughs> planned in City Mapper. So that City Mapper can spoon feed me all the information step by step. But I don't actually know how to get there by myself. It's crazy how much we rely on our phones nowadays. And I'm exactly the same as you. Directions is one of the things that I use my phone most for. Yeah, yeah it's, especially London. So I'm actually not a London person. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hate the tubes. It gives me anxiety to be underground with so many people. Often you don't, you get really hot air, which then I feel like I'm suffocating. I like, I really, I really struggle anyways with London as a whole. So now doing it without knowing where I'm going, not having my phone. If I'm late, I can't contact the person I'm having my appointment with to let them know. So I'm just praying to God it all goes okay. So I look on Google Maps where the closest underground station is to where I'm going. I then draw a little map in my notebook with a pen, right, where the Starbucks is, where the little Costa is, so that I can have a point of reference when I come out of the tube station to know where I need to go to walk out. It's crazy to think that back in the day, people didn't have phones like Google Maps. And I used actual maps. Yeah, but then I realised as I'm on my train into London, I get onto the train officially, I don't have my phone. I don't have a proof of my ticket. How am I going to get through the barriers? What did you do? Uh, well, it was that I just figured that out actually just before I got on the train. And the guy at the platform said, Okay, I will call Waterloo and let them know that you're going to come without a ticket and it's okay to let you through. I arrive at Waterloo. Do you know how many exits and entrances there are in Waterloo? The person I go to has no idea what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> I've lost my phone. It's on a platform at this train station in Surrey in the middle of nowhere. My ticket is on it. Please let me through. And the lady goes, "Mm, are you really telling the truth? Because like, or are you just Uh. trying to get through with that ticket? And I'm like, trust me, I wouldn't be going through this much stress if I was lying. Did she actually (laughs) say that? Yeah. But I assume a lot of people in, I don't know, London and other places just like to try and get through without a ticket. Do you know what I, I mean? I know, but still. Oh, Anyways, my goodness. What she, a day. She, out of the goodness of her heart, she let me through, which was lovely. And then I had to figure out which underground station to go to that was fun then i realized there are two ways i can go through the tube station because i have a connection to make okay and there are two ways i can make this connection and i get to where i need to go and then i realize both trains are arriving similar time but I'm really, really keen on getting there as fast as I can because I actually don't have a clock with me since I don't have my phone and I have this appointment and I can't contact anyone. So then I'm running between platforms, checking (laughs) which one's going to arrive fast. That is so funny. Is that the district line by any chance? Um, It was, I don't even know. Is the one going to Elephant and Castle and then the northern line? Uh, I don't know. Oh, Bakerloo, yeah. Bakerloo. Um, 
Oh my goodness, that is so funny. But you made it to your appointment on time. I made it to my appointment with two minutes to spare. Oh, good for you. Oh, bless. I was sweating. I was I gross and disgusting. The only thing I'm really, really, really proud of or happy about is the fact that at the last minute before packing my bag to go into London, I put my wallet into my bag. Imagine had I not put my wallet. I couldn't have paid with anything. I had nothing to pay with. I often leave the house with just my phone. I'm like, oh, if I need to pay anything, I have my phone. Oh, uh, see, I don't use Apple Pay, so I wouldn't do that anyway. But yeah, your phone is literally, I mean, the, for the general population, not just you, it's got like everything on it. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Um, in honor of back to school... Isla, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I feel like she's really young to be doing this, but I think often we underestimate the capabilities and the like cleverness of our children, the intelligence. The childminder, Helen, gave to me yesterday when I came to pick Isla up this like wicker box basket thing with a teddy bear in it and it's for us to keep the teddy for the weekend and take care of the teddy and I have to take photos of Isla and the teddy on their adventures there's even a toothbrush to brush the teddy's teeth to try and encourage her to brush her teeth as well similar to you know when we were in high school and we spoke about this before on the podcast and we had the bag of flour and the bag of flour was our child Oh, except I had not a bag of flour, but a actual doll that cried and I had to put the key in the back to shut it up. Yeah, or something like, I can't remember. I, I would have much preferred a bag of flour. I don't know what I have. I think I said bag of flour because I swear I've seen that on a film or something like that. But anyway, we had something along those lines. But yeah, Isla has that. How crazy is that? I feel like oh, it's... Oh, that's super cute. Yeah, but I feel like it's really early for her to be like taking care of something. I don't I don't know. What I do, do you think? I don't think it's necessarily about taking care, but I think it's a great way to start showing and being conscious of, you know, people around her and that she's not the only one. I think what babies, especially when they're only children, some of the difficulty comes with the fact that all the attention goes to them. Mm-hmm. So then they ne- they don't see other people necessarily being taken care of, right? Because like George, if he takes care of you, it's often by taking Isla away so that you get some peace and quiet. I'm a simple human (laughs) yeah but do you know what I mean it's rarely would George you know if you get a cut on your foot you know you would deal with it by yourself you put your own plaster on yeah although George gave me a half hour leg massage the other night oh oh yeah oh my god it was so good so basically what happened I decided to do a workout on Monday on YouTube and I haven't done this sort of workout for a while like a resistance workout you know and (laughs) I I don't but I can imagine yeah yeah (laughs) anyway I hadn't done that sort of you know movement in a while and for the next couple of days I literally couldn't walk <laughs> going down the stairs was so painful even sitting on the toilet so I said to George I think it was the Wednesday or something I was like you need to massage my legs because I'm in so much pain but the question did Isla was Isla awake and did she see it yes and she actually oh. started massaging my leg as well because George was using moisturizer and she put her hand out to George so that she could have moisturizer 
And then, I mean, she just slapped me on the face with it, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> she tried, bless her, she tried. But I agree. And thinking of it now, I gave mom a foot massage when, you know, the last couple of days that we were in France. And Isla started caressing mom's foot as well. And I think that's important because I think a lot of adults, you know, they sometimes dedicate that for adult time. Like when mm. they take care of each other is once the kids are in bed or after dinner. Do you know what I mean? When the kids aren't there then see each other taking care of your partner and so on and so forth so especially when you're an only child I think it's so important to be able to see that because that way they are more conscious of taking care of other people and that they're not the only sole priority in the world that's Um, really interesting I don't think I'd ever thought of it like that but it's so true George and I are mindful actually of hugging each other in front of Isla and when I mean mindful of doing it I mean we do do it because we want her to see that we love each other we want to hug each other we're there for each other etc and very often she'll actually come in between our legs and want to join us what are some ways that you and Shruti show each other love in front of Owen and before you answer actually I'm gonna do a little request anyone tell me share with us what are ways that you show each other love as partners as parents in front of your children because I think sometimes it's true like you don't want to snog or kiss too much like not too much but do you know what I mean your kids don't need to see you tonguing each other and I think sometimes we forget that there's other ways of being affectionate just because there's not a lot of time you know what are ways let me know send me an email hello at magliswift.com or dm me on instagram at magliswift underscore what are ways as parents that you show each other love in front of your children so for me and truty it's we vocalize our appreciation for each other quite a lot whether owen is there or not Um, but especially when owen is there so like if i saw that she did the dishes that i left out i'll verbally say thank you for doing that um for me you know because that was technically my load she's taking care of that and i think the the whole load carrying is especially important to verbalize and talk about especially in front of children as much as we can obviously we don't want to stress them out too much with each of our loads but i think that's quite important other things is yeah just we also talk about fairness of how do we distribute chores and we actively talk about it and Shruti and I once a week we try to sit down and talk about the week ahead and who's going to take care of what and so on and so forth and do kind of that family planning and I think that's kind of like it's not physical affection but it's about you know as a household affection because all that takes part and so sometimes we go to Owen and we're like oh it's Sunday morning Shruti and I are going to go out for coffee so we can do our family planning session do you want to come with do you want to stay here and what I don't know YouTube no he often opts out which is fine and then there's things like we often sit next to each other you can see us on the couch when we're watching TV as a family like Shruti and I will just get close and like snuggle up a little um, and sometimes I was like can I come snuggle and then he'll come right in between the two of us yeah. but we also kiss quite a lot so we're not snogging or tonguing each other like you say but often we have little pecks or forehead kisses and stuff like that oh yeah a hundred percent also what's really sweet is that isla has started handing us the teddies so that we kiss the teddies as well she's got them and we'll give her a kiss on the forehead isla thinks that all kisses happen on the forehead (laughs) i think because we've kissed her on the forehead so much every time we'll say bisou which is kiss in french she'll head bass 
because <laughs> she thinks the kisses happen on the forehead. And then if she's holding teddies, she'll hand one teddy, you know, put the teddy to my lips and then the other teddy to my lips. And she does the same with George. It's really, really sweet. So no, I agree. Kissing. Yes, I meant just like not snogging. Snogging. Yeah, okay. Before we wrap up, I want to do a little correspondence. Okay, I'm just trying to get into my laptop because I took a photo of messages that people sent me on Instagram because I put a shout out out for mum confessions. Um, hang on two seconds. While my correspondence loads, why don't you tell us your top tip Tuesday of the week and then your mum confession of the week. Sarah, go. No pressure or anything. <laughs> we do this every week. You know the features. Okay, I do. Okay, um, top tip of the week. Honestly, the family planning sessions once a week. I know it sounds Monday and painful, but actually it also sets expectations with you and your partner about who's going to do what with childcare, food and dinners and stuff like that. And I just think that's really important, especially as moms. We all sometimes dismiss it and we realise that week afterwards we shouldn't have dismissed it. We end up having maybe a few more, not arguments, but disalignments on things because we haven't had that communication or, Mm. you know, we just think we have, but we haven't communicated as clearly as we could have top tip try and have weekly meetings with your partner or whoever in order to talk about your household and your childcare and your children just as a whole also great way for you guys to take the time to discuss any parenting strategies or like any meltdowns that have happened how you can improve not getting them next time or so on and so forth so it's always like a great like feedback session with you and your partner yeah and just like a form of check-in as well and making sure that expectations are met or not met but there's an understanding of maybe why they weren't met and then maybe limiting expectations as well because everyone's communicated their boundaries and their responsibilities etc I love that yeah good for you yeah and I, I, I tell Shruti sometimes we have these meetings she's like okay I want to achieve this this and this this week and I'm like Shruti I've got a full-on week at work I'm my the minimum I can give you is this much you know um, or the maximum I can give you is this much, I should say. And it's a small amount compared to what her expectation is. But that way, we just, we understand our energy levels and so on and so forth. And just, we've realized it helps so much us how we deal with that. Love that. What is your mum confession of the week, Sarah? My mum confession of the week... Owen had a meltdown yesterday before his birthday and I was tempted not to to give him his birthday cupcake this morning last night because I was so upset. (laughs) Wait, you were tempted, last night you were tempted to not give it to him this morning? Yes. What happened? He he wouldn't do the dishes. So Owen's getting to the age. We're trying to implement him to do more chores around the house. So I told him he needed to go do the dishes because he has the option either to help cook or do the dishes. He didn't help cook, so he had to do the dishes. But then he complained that he wasn't given the option to help cook earlier. And so he didn't want to do the dishes because he would have chosen to cook. Was he given the option to cook? No, but we said, oh, we're starting to cook now. I didn't give it to him. But at this point, I would have assumed from his own initiative, he would come and join if he wanted to help cook. Assume expectations. Exactly. Exactly. Anyways, I was getting frustrated. And then he said, well, I only have half an hour before bedtime. I can't do the dishes and prepare my backpack for school. So I said, at that point, I got really frustrated. I said, okay, just go upstairs and do your backpack. But I got really feisty with it because I was getting frustrated. He's like, well, no, I don't want to do it because you're upset with me. He locked himself in the bathroom and said, no, I don't want to go now. 
I don't know why I'm laughing, but sometimes, do you ever get like this with Owen? He throws a tantrum and you just don't know what else to do but laugh because you just think it's so fucking ridiculous. And the thing is, from their point of view, it's not ridiculous. And I totally understand his frustrations and I understand yours, obviously, from an objective point of view. It's so heartbreaking, but also it's so funny. To be honest, all I wanted to do was throw a tantrum right back at him. Had a long day at work. All I wanted to do was throw all my toys out of the pram and go, ah! Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, so then he went upstairs crying. I told Shruti, okay, I'm going to go. We, I had to buy his birthday card, so I'm going to go buy his birthday card. I need some space. Leave me alone. Took the car, went to Tesco's, got what we needed. And then Shruti miraculously had managed to defuse the whole situation we take him up to bed and then I realise his room is in absolute state. There's clothes everywhere. His uniform, which he's meant to be using for school the next day, is like half on the floor, inside out. And I just then get frustrated and then the diffused situation no longer stays diffused very long. Um, so then he went to bed quite a bit upset. We didn't do our normal bedtime routine. And then I was like... How the fuck did we go from watching a movie together, being lovely, dovey, he was cuddled with me. I cried at the end of the movie and he was like, you all right, mum? And I was like, yeah, it's just, you know, such lovely moments. Uh. And then to, to like World War Three, it wasn't World War Three. It not, it's not that bad, but it, was, it wasn't great. And also it's difficult because it's the night before his birthday. So you just wanted to be like happy. Happy and exciting. And he was telling me just before I told him to do the washing up, I'm so excited. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to go to bed. And then we put him to bed. He's like, turns over. He's like, okay, good night. Bless him. Where did all that excitement go? Yeah. It all just went away. That was quite sad. And so then I went down to the studio. I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to give him his cupcake. He's not having cupcake tomorrow morning. He doesn't deserve <laughs> his fucking cupcake. I'll have the fucking cupcake. <laughs> that is my confession is I almost ate my son's birthday cupcake. <laughs> I did it, but I almost did. Okay, on to our correspondence. I'm so, so grateful for those of you. They're just little one-liner mom confessions. Thank you so much. Please never hesitate to, again, email in hello at magliswift.com or DM me on Instagram at magliswift underscore. I would love to hear from you. I think it helps so much to just destigmatize the fact that moms are perfect, etc., etc. Mom confession, forgetting to brush their teeth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, oh my gosh, I'm going to make it even worse. Sometimes I remember, but I can't be bothered. Yeah, sometimes you don't want to. I'm not going to lie. Our oral hygiene has significantly improved since Shruti's joined our family. To be fair, my own oral hygiene is really, really good. George's is really good as well. With Isla, and I feel so bad because why am I taking better care of myself? But to be fair, in other instances, I obviously take, you know, more care of her than I do for myself but sometimes she's falling asleep in my arms you know and I've forgotten and now I've remembered I'm not waking her up or I'm not like yeah. exciting her giving her a task to do nah nah also she's too right yeah All the tea she has she's gonna lose I think it's more for the gum health rather than the actual teeth and for habit building I'm sure but <sighs> Yeah. That being said, to be fair, when we were at Moms in France, we did have quite a good routine of brushing the teeth. The next mum confession, going days without bath time. Oh my God. <laughs> Try weeks. 
sitting them in front of the telly or iPad so I can get the housework done. Amen. Also sitting them in front of the telly or iPad. I mean, we don't have an iPad, but same difference. So I can just breathe. So I can, you know what? So I can sit in front of my own fucking screen. (laughs) And, And swear to God, it is the best third parent every household needs. And the thing is, I hate that I feel such guilt feeling like that, feeling the same as you. But I feel no guilt about it. I want to get to that point. I still feel guilt. I I don't feel guilt, but I'm not going to lie. You made me feel guilty about it a lot when Owen was little. Yeah, because I thought it was awful. Yeah. I still have those scars. (laughs) I used to judge people. Oh my God. So much judgment. I'm so sorry. I didn't know. You don't realize. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I, I did. That. I am so sorry because, oh my fucking goodness, <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea what the fuck I was talking about. I appreciate you. You're wonderful. But I also think there's a lot with like the older generations, like our parents and stuff like that. They continue to judge still a little because obviously they never had it uh, when raising us, not to this extent that our kids have it. And so they're like, why do they need it? And although I don't disagree with their point of view, I also think life in general is just different. The pressure on humans and the pressure on mums nowadays, I feel is so much more to just do so much more. And with all due respect, back in the day, mums, more often than not, were just mums. And they were happy to be just mums. Or maybe they weren't happy, but that was just, they accepted it. Whereas now, we're not accepting it so much if that's not the role that we want to embody, which is absolutely fine. But also from affordability, even if we wanted to be stay-at-home moms, most of us can't afford it's too freaking expensive 100% agree 100% agree next correspondence if I'm on my phone whilst I'm with the kids and someone comes in the room I quickly put it down oh Mm-hmm. I've done that before. Yeah. yeah. Judgment. Mm-hmm. Last one, I find playing super boring. I think it depends what game. For me personally, I think what I struggle with the most, I find playing super boring when I've got Isla with me for a whole day. Then a whole day of playing is fucking boring. I'd rather play, <laughs> I know <laughs> this is going to sound so awful. This is my mom confession. <laughs> I'd rather play with Isla half an hour a day and then just... <laughs> But you can't, you can't, because I, you know, she's my child. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I remember you coming to the house when Owen was little and being full of energy, playing with him on his like all the time, and I'm like, I want to be able to do that, and I'm like, I just, I just can't. I don't want to. But it gets better because as they get older, they get also into more interesting games and playing habits. So around the six, seven mark. They start playing semi-adult board games that are a bit more entertaining than, you know, rolling a ball back. I don't know. I'm not into football. It's not my thing. (laughs) To be fair, that I don't mind. Um, It's the blocks. Not the Legos, but, you know, the they yeah. go from big to small and you put the big one at the bottom and then blah, blah, blah. And then you continue going up until the smallest one is at the top. And we stack them and then she runs into them and then we stack them and then, oh, whatever. Can't be asked. Anyway, thank you so much to all you mums that wrote in. I'm really grateful. Please send in your mum confessions. And in the meantime, me and Sarah are sending you all lots of love. Sarah, tell them what they need to do. Please continue to listen to us on a weekly basis and share, like, and subscribe on our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Play, and everywhere else that's post podcast. Because Magalie's amazing and she's everywhere in the world. (laughs) Something along those lines. Guys, I will speak to you next week. Ciao. Ciao.